This is Colin from Can I Justify. You're rocking Attitude Era Live with Icon, Granny Hawkster, and Big Swing. Ladies and gentlemen, guess what time it is? It is 89.1 Ken's FM, Attitude Era Live, Monday time. That's right, we have broken into your radio, and we are here to entertain, just like every week, Monday nights, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Central Standard Time, and thank you for joining us. Uh, but don't go away, because we got uh, we got two hours of action-packed fun and excitement ready for you. And if I'm not mistaken, I do have my uh, couple co-hosts. I do have uh, the Modern Nightmare Matthias. He's right here. Are you? Yep, I'm right here. And we have Granny Hulkster. She's right there. Are you? Yes, I am. All right. Well, it's good to have you guys a lot around with me. And, uh, you know, we got a big show tonight. So <laughs> let's uh, go ahead and introduce and uh, figure out who we got on tonight. And... We have Victoria Lynn. She's the uh, owner of SXPW. We have Julia Kay. She's a model, and uh, she's an actress, and she's a singer. And she's been in uh, magazines such as Maximum, Cosmopolitan, and College Humor. And we also have Wayne Stam, who was in The Graduate, made a couple appearances, My Favorite Martian. And, uh, well, we're going to find out what he's up to after uh, graduating uh, in the movie The Graduate. So we're going to talk to him. Other than that, uh, I'm going to figure out what you guys have been up to. First off, Granny, what has been new with you to, uh, since we met last week? Uh, not a whole lot. Been a not a whole quiet lot. week for a change, you know. I mean, I've been pretty busy doing a lot of stuff, but... Um... Um, like I said, last week I, um, helped at our local American Legion. We do what we call a veteran's Christmas store every year where veterans can come in and shop for family members, two generations up or down for free, you know, and I helped with that on Tuesday and when, or I'm sorry, Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday and, um, so we were pretty busy, you know, and it was a, you know, a good time, you know, helped a lot of families. So. And, uh, Matthias, how about you? Uh, did you uh, get your title back or uh, did you win <clears throat> another title or where were we at with you? Well, unfortunately, no, I did not uh, win my title back. Uh, I, I, the, the diamond title is long uh, behind me. I am now focusing on Nick Nelson and the EWI Epic Championship, which I will be going for supposedly in April uh, for EWI's, uh, uh, what the heck's that show called? Um, I'll have to try to remember it. Uh, it's, it's our big show, uh, Reprisal, so we call it. So I'm going at Reprisal for the epic title. Still hold on to my APW championship right now. December 17th will be my big title defense in a no-holds-barred match. And uh, I've just been rehabbing my knee, trying to get it all ready to go before uh, before the 17th, just, uh, just the basic week of rehabbing, so... All right. Well, uh, we do wish you luck in that endeavor, and we know that you will be successful because if you're on this show, what does that mean? You are a success, at least in my book anyway. 
So let's catch everybody up with me. Um, everybody knows that uh, I uh, have a couple other sideline jobs I work at. I work for John Deere as well, and I also work for a, a local bank here. And uh, that keeps me busy. So uh, basically I go uh, every week, all week, with something else to do, whether it be my the show here on Monday or working with uh, the BTC and uh, uh, special needs adults on Tuesdays or John Deere on Wednesday and Thursday or doing other stuff on Friday and trying to rest on Saturday and Sunday. Of course, I don't get much rest on Saturday and Sunday now because, uh, you know, we got the, the playoffs with the NDSU Bison, who were victorious this last weekend, so now they will take on Samford. Samford, not Sanford. And then also uh, we have our Vikings, uh, Matthias and my team, uh, won again. And unfortunately, uh, I'm sure Granny doesn't want to talk about it, but uh, the uh, uh, her Chiefs uh, fell a little short again to the Cincinnati Bengals. And, um, well, you know, I will it, always it is what support it is. my Chiefs, win or lose, no matter what. I, I mean, I'm not one of these fans that get upset and start bashing the Kansas City Chiefs when they lose. I mean, if you're a fan, you're a fan. If you're not, you're not. And I get so tired of these people that claim to be Chiefs fans, and then they just trash them like they're yesterday's garbage. I mean, you support your team no matter what, and that's what I've always done, and that's what I will always continue to do. Well, you know, uh, if anybody can attest to that, Matthias and myself can attest to that, correct? Yeah, you know, when the Vikings do good, we're really happy when they when they don't do well. We're not the best. We're not the happiest, but we'll still cheer them on because, you know, the Vikings have been an overall good team throughout the years. It's just they've never been able to seem to pull off the big one. But with them being 10-2 and two right now, you know, and we're, we're the first in our, our conference and stuff, I absolutely do not see us going to the I – don't, I, don't, I do not see us not going to the playoffs, at least the championship and maybe even the big one. Well, here's, here's the thing. Uh, I don't know if you were aware of this, Matthias, but Green Bay was officially eliminated. Well, yeah, because, I mean, they, they've absolutely blown this year, and, and it's, it's okay. You know, you know, the Packers have had a bad year. Uh, every so often a, t- a good team will have a bad year. It's just – Unfortunately for the Vikings, you know, they've been kind of consistent with that. But I think this is our year. And now that uh, the Packers are out, I don't see us having much competition on the way to the top. But, you know, we'll see. Well, for uh, those that are keeping track, uh, the Minnesota Vikings this Sunday do play the Detroit Lions. And uh, with a win this Sunday, we have it wrapped up, uh, at least the playoff bid anyway. And, you, you know, we don't want to start faltering, but uh, – uh, now you can start resting, guys. Uh, you know we'll still we still want to play up to our potential, uh, but uh, you know if someone's hurt or you need them for the playoffs, you can take that. Uh, you can not have to rush them back real quick. And uh, like that shot that Kirk Cousins took uh, this last Sunday, uh, they uh, they might uh, you know want to rest him after uh, the victory against Detroit. And speaking of something else, I was going to mention if I can remember my train of thought, what I was talking about, uh, the fact that um, the uh, the Vikings, um, you know, have been to this point before, and uh, I, I have a I, 
I just feel a little different than I did uh, uh, a couple of years ago when we lost to uh, Philadelphia in uh, the NFC Championship game. I feel a little different than I did when we lost to Atlanta in 98. And I feel a little different than we did when we lost to the Giants in uh, uh, 2000. And I'll explain that a little bit. When we were in 98, and everybody remembers that, the Randy Moss rookie year, we were so dominant that if the game was close, we really didn't know what to do. And uh, when the game was close, we didn't, since we didn't know what to do, uh, we'd always come in and dominate teams, and we'd score in a hurry. We would never play from behind. So I think that was our downfall that year. In 2000, the same way. Uh, we got so far down uh, from um, – uh, from the Giants that we couldn't recover. And uh, this year, what's different about that is what is happening in most of the games this year? All the games that we've won have been close, decided by seven points or less. We know how to win those games. We know how to play those games. So uh, I, I, I'm real – I'm really looking forward to our playoff run, and uh, hopefully uh, Philadelphia can get a couple more losses here uh, so we can get that number one seed. Uh, however, even the number two seed, we uh, will uh, uh, be, have home field advantage until at least the NFC Championship game, depending on what happens there. So uh, I, I like our chances this season. And like I say, every every year it's our year, no matter what it is. For every fan, their team is – it's this year is their year. Uh, but like I say, I'm a little more optimistic than I have been in the past. And I'm really looking forward to what happens with uh, our Minnesota Vikings. And also, uh, everyone knows I'm a big Bison guy. And uh, the Bison continue to cruise. Um, they will play Sanford on, get this, guys. Uh, as you guys know, I'm a season ticket holder for all Bison events. Okay. This Friday is when uh, the NCAA decided to have the NDSU Bison play. Uh, the game starts at 6 o'clock. Also that day, NDSU Wrestling takes on the Gophers uh, at 7, and uh, graduation for NDSU is also that day. So can you imagine what it's going to be like here on 19th Avenue in Fargo on Friday night? That's going to be uh... – uh, an S show. Uh, Without further ado, like if you've got wrestling and you got football and you got graduate, like I don't even know if that's even possible. And here's the thing: the, the each building is right across the street from each other. Oh, so they're having. So I'm guessing football. Where would the graduation be? Uh, um, at um, at the shack. Okay, so graduation's at the shack. Football's at the dome, and wrestling's at the shack. At the shack as well. Yep. Well, I, I could see that, I guess. It's just, you know, I thought, like, you were trying to say everyone's going to be, like, close to the dome, and I'm like, that would be that would be a nightmare. But I could see I could see that working out. If the wrestling gets done fast enough, they can do graduation, but then everybody's going to either want to go over the football game or it's going to be, like, a horse apiece. But either way, 19th Avenue is going to be a mess. Well, actually, graduation is first, and okay. then wrestling starts at 7, but the football game starts at 6. Okay, so I guess it's a split whether you go to football or you go to wrestling. Right. So, and unfortunately, I can't do both. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so anyway, so uh, I'm gonna uh, our, our first guest should be calling in here shortly, and uh, you know uh, everybody uh, knows that 
well, geez, when we have a guest on, what does the icon like to do? Uh, he likes to try and get a job. So I'm going to do um, I'm going to do that. Well, actually, for the first guest, uh, I'm going to uh, we're going to try and get Matthias a booking. I'd always love to go to this new to new promotions because I've been uh, I've been actually branching out. Uh, there, I mean, I've been getting a lot of uh, getting a lot of inquiries to go to other promotions. So, I mean, just let's add a new one to the list, I guess. Well, you know, and uh, you know, you uh, you've been uh, doing pretty good um, uh, getting all the bookings and all that other good stuff. But um, uh, would you say the show has helped you just a little bit? Well, I mean, you know, getting the exposure out there and getting to talk to the promoters. Like uh, we had, uh, excuse me, uh, the guy Chief Jay Eagle from South Carolina. Excuse me. Uh, him and I were in contact at the very beginning. We haven't talked very much recently because I haven't been able to get a, an arrangement to get down to South Carolina for a show. But I'm going to try my best to get down there as soon as possible. And then we had a Chuck Sloan from WWE, who I got the phone number for that if I ever wanted to talk to, I could. So that was interesting. And then, uh, of course, you know, we've had all these other promotions on, and of course, they've been interested in having me. It just you know, some promotions fall out, and some I don't talk to, but some I keep up with. So, but um, I've actually branched out pretty well, and I actually went to a bigger show uh, called MAW out in the cities. I wrestled there uh, for a TV taping, and that's where I injured my knee uh, during that before my match, and uh, had a match there, and then been slowly branching out ever since, basically. All right, well, we're going to take a quick little commercial break, and then we'll be back with our first guest. So uh, stay with us uh, through these messages, and we will be right back. As you know, 89.1 Ken's FM is funded through donations by our listeners and sponsorships from area businesses. If your business would like to sponsor Ken's FM and reach thousands of young adults and college students every day, contact us at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. Any one of us can help you get your sponsorship started. We have many packages available to fit your budget. So contact us today at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. And thanks for listening to 89.1 Ken's FM. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, our first guest of the night. She can tell us all about owning a wrestling company, and she will tell us what it's like to be the said promoter. Ladies and gentlemen, I gave you the owner of SXPW. She is the one and only. She is Victoria Lynn. Hey, this is Victoria Lynn. You're listening to the Attitude Era Monday Live Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM with your hosts, the Icon, the Big Squing, the Godmother of Wrestling Granny Hulkster, and the Modern Nightmare Matthias. Hey, Victoria. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. So here's how we're going to do this. Uh, I'm going to ask you a few questions, and then we'll do a roundtable, and then we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you the tougher questions. But the first thing I need you to do is give us a little uh, background about yourself, and then we'll uh, have some fun with the uh, interview here tonight with you. Okay. So go ahead. Give us a little background. So I am a third generation. Um, My grandfather, my dad, and my father wrestled before me. Um, unfortunately, when I was 16, I suffered a shattered knee, so I had to step back and take the production side of things. Um, I am the mother to a fourth generation coming up and a wife to a wrestler myself. And when my dad passed away last year, I took over the company and started running it with my husband. 
Okay. So now let me ask you this: when you uh, when you were wrestling, and you know, you mentioned you shattered your knee, uh, was it uh, was it just a freak accident, or was it uh, a malicious by your opponent? Um, no, actually, it was the last week of training before my graduation. Um, it was a botched move on my end. They didn't catch me because I didn't come off the ropes the right way, and I shattered it for the second time after doing it the first time in softball. And so uh, basically you're no longer able to wrestle again then, correct? That's kind of sad to me. No, my doctor told me that if I were to ever wrestle, it is very dangerous and I could lose the use of my right leg. Well, we don't want <laughs> we don't want to have that. Uh, so then, uh, you know, you mentioned you're you're a fourth generation uh, wrestler, so you've always been around the business. What what was it like as a kid being around all the big wrestlers? You know, and uh, you know, Bret Hart once said that the worst thing that you can do is be the uh, the child of a promoter. Uh, what is your thought on that? Um, I loved it growing up. It was me, my brother, and my two sisters, and then my step siblings as well. Um, the workers knew us as their daughters and their nieces and <clears throat> nephews. We were treated like family by everybody growing up. And uh, as a wrestling promoter, are you uh, with your uh, with your promoting style? Are you more like uh, a Vince McMahon who uh, kind of stays behind the scenes and sends the troops out? Are you a uh, uh, Paul Heyman who can be loud and boisterous and uh, direct the troops on camera, or are you more like a Triple H uh, who uh, would mess up a person if they get over more than them? Um. Somewhere in between all three, I would think. I'm very involved when I can be. I'm actually out right now because of health issues and a surgery coming up. Um, But I tend to direct my guys. We keep them all in line. They know what they're supposed to do. They go out. They do what they're supposed to do. My guys respect me. They respect my workers in the back. They respect my crew. And that's how my dad ran. So that's how I run, too. All right, and then uh, if you want, maybe we can talk about the uh, surgery that you got coming up. We can we can hit that in a little while. But uh, when you were wrestling, um, were you would you have been more of a uh, heel, a baby face, and in between, or more of a crowd individual? Definitely a heel. I was a meaner kid growing up, and my dad was always one of the best heels in Florida, so I learned from him. It was always more well, fun to be the heel. All right, this is going to be interesting. Uh, we have Granny Hawkster, and she's going to tell you how she feels about the heels. Uh, Granny, what do you have for our guest? Uh, we have, uh, well, we have uh, we have 26 minutes, so go ahead, Granny. What do you got for our guest, Victoria Lynn? Go ahead. Well, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you on. <clears throat> and, yes, Granny, I am a big, huge fan. I'm not a wrestler. I'm just a fan of this sport that we call wrestling. But I do not like the heels, whether it be male or female. I, They tell me to sit down and just shut up before I break a hip, or they'll say, don't you have a curfew at the nursing home? And I just get right back in their faces and holler at them, you know. So um, when you did wrestle, what was one of your most challenging matches, and who was it against? Um, Probably my own dad. Because I never got to be in front of a live crowd due to my injury. I hadn't graduated yet, so I was working my dad and trying to outheal a heel that's been in the business over 30 years just was not coming to me. He had me on everything. He had me stumped, and I just couldn't 
get my words out that entire match. <clears throat> wow. Wow, that's interesting. That's kind of cool. I, I guess I've never, I've never heard of that before. Um, well, I'm going to also introduce you to our next co-host. Now, he would love uh, more than anything to come out and uh, wrestle for you, and he's going to tell you, his, give you his uh, full resume before he asks his question. But uh, he, uh, this is the Modern Nightmare Matthias. And, uh, Matthias, what do you have for our guest, Victoria Lynn? We have 24 minutes here, uh, the owner of XXBW. Well, yes, and I better not be interrupted during this. I don't know who's got control of the board today, but let's not interrupt me. He is not here. He is not here. All right, I'll be waiting. Yes, you are talking to the man from every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare, North Dakota's number one heel, the current reigning, defending, undisputed APW World Heavyweight Champion, Matthias, welcome to my part of the show. No ego at all. Nothing at all. Um, great to have another uh, wrestler slash promoter um, on my on our show, and it's always great to talk to another promoter. And I always love to work new promotions. So if you ever want to uh, have the man from every woman's greatest dream on your uh, show, feel free to hit me up. We'll talk later if you want. Uh, my main question to you would be: uh, What, as Granny said, what was one of your more challenging matches? Was there anything that you found, like, in training that you, that you ha- like, had to, like, you were struggling on, whether it was, like, getting the moves or working your character or uh, just trying to keep up in training? Like, what was one of your uh, hardest struggles uh, throughout your career so far? I think working around my injury because I did shatter my knee once before with softball. So I had yeah. to really look into things with my father and my mom and find a move set that would work with my injury that would cause it so I wouldn't hurt myself again. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it happened anyway. But finding a move set that I could do and I could be successful with and still get over with the crowd. Okay, cool. And then, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm no, uh, I'm susceptible to knee injuries too. I've, uh, dislocated both of my kneecaps i've torn both my mpfl ligaments and in my left knee i've got a bone contusion and a bone spur and as a matter of fact i just re-injured it uh, a couple weeks back out in the cities for a wrestling show but i managed to go out there and wrestle regardless um now let's just say you were 100 percent healthy or you hadn't injured your knee the second time do you think you would prefer more to be behind the scenes at a wrestling show or do you think you wish you could be out there in front of the crowd as a as a worker? With what I know now, I think I prefer to be what I'm doing. Um, I went to school for business, so I find it easier to be in the back. Um, I tend to get nervous really easy now um, that I'm a mother and a wife and a daughter living up to my dad's name. I find mm-hmm. it hard to be in front of crowds sometimes. I really have to have some of my guys hype me up before I go out there, and I do get on the microphone when I do. So I think mm-hmm. I'm I'm happy where I'm at right now. I I'd love to have a match or two, but it's just not in the cards for me. Okay, okay. And then um, is has there ever been a like one of your guys' shows? Has there ever been like a really difficult worker? Like you don't have to say names if this is true, but is there like a have you ever had a worker? come to one of your shows where that were, they were just like super difficult or you were just like, you know, I, I'm never going to book you again. Like this was a one and done thing. 
I, I think that's kind of a given if every promoter and every worker and every wrestling show you're going to find one bad egg. And I've had them over the years. Um, I've been in the business as long as I've been born, which is about 26 years. I've been helping run shows since I was 18, and I'm 26 now. And I don't think I've ever come across an easy worker, but difficult workers are easier to find than easy workers. Very, very true. Yeah, I've been in the business right now. I'm 28. I've been in the business for upwards of 10 years now, and I don't see myself stopping anytime soon if I can. And as I told Icon at the beginning of our show, I've been going a lot more places, and I'm always looking to work new promotions. So if you guys ever need... You're welcome. Yep, and if you guys ever need a worker... Uh, that that's six foot three, two hundred and sixty pounds, and loves to work anybody or anybody and do anything in the ring. You just uh, let me know, and I'm always excited to work a new promotion. I would definitely say reach out to my husband. He's the one handling things right now while I am out on medical leave. Uh, he's handling all my booking because I can't do the, unfortunately, the stressful environment with what's going on. Um, but if you, I can get you in touch with him, and he would be able to work all that out with you. Excellent. Yeah, let's do it. Well, I'll tell you what, if you can message me uh, the contact information on Messenger, uh, and I'll pass it on to Matthias. Of course, no problem. All right, and then for uh, for those of you who listen to our show uh, weekly, uh, if you go to our Facebook page, Attitude Era, Monday Live Monday, you like that, go to 89.1 Kent FM, like that, and do a $10 month donation to Power of the Tower. We'll get you automatically qualified to win a autographed picture from past guests, current guests, or future guests. Uh, Victoria, would you be willing to uh, uh, send us a... Uh, a few autographs for giveaways? Of course. Awesome. And I'll uh, send you that in. All right. (laughs) And I'll get you that information on Messenger as well. Uh, So, you know, I I, I don't know if you want to talk about um, put you on on the shelf, but uh, is it it, uh, another need thing? Um, No, it's actually my heart. I was born with um, NASD, which is holes in the heart. And we had thought they closed when I turned 18. And I want to say October, beginning of October, I had a second stroke in three years. And they went oh, in no. and they found that they found out that a hole has not closed. So I have to go in in a few months and have heart surgery. Is it open heart surgery? Um, I'm not sure if it's open heart or if it's laser. They've got a lot of things that have developed since I was younger. Um, but heart problems is what unfortunately caused my father to pass last year, so it's something we're taking really seriously. Well, you know, I'll tell you, we know that uh, you're strong-willed, and uh, our uh, all our listeners and uh, all uh, me and my co-hosts here, we, we are going to uh, send extra prayers for you, and we know that you are going to kick out of this thing because you are strong-willed to do that. That's definitely the plan. I just want to keep making my dad proud. That's the whole reason... I'm still in the business, and I did not leave when he passed away, and I kept going. Uh, we're we're on 89.1 Ken's FM here with Victoria Lynn. we got about 18 minutes. So now you, uh, your husband is a wrestler, right? Yes. Now, did you guys, uh, did, uh, did you guys meet uh, through wrestling, or uh, uh, did he work for your dad, or how did, um, uh, how, uh, well, not to get too deep into it, but how did you guys meet? Uh, He actually did work with my dad um, back when we started running in 2014, and he became one of my dad's top guys because he's one of those guys who can go out there and do anything with what he's told and really get the crowd behind him. And right now he is the number one heel for our company. Uh, Now, uh, 
We have a fan in the Go chat ahead. room asking. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but we have a fan in the chat room asking, and you can kind of piggyback on this. How would you uh, compare yourself to Stephanie McMahon? I choose not to compare myself. Um, I don't see myself as a Stephanie McMahon. I don't have that ego. I don't think that just because my daddy is who he was that I'm going to get anywhere. I use my own uh, connections and my own talent to do what I do. That's awesome. How many wrestlers do you have on your roster? Um, Right now we have about 30 to 50 that we interchange out throughout the shows. We run about once a month in Florida. Right now I'm in Wyoming for recovery. Um, We're going through more workers and bringing new guys in and trying to bring some new faces to the Florida scene that nobody sees because right now the Florida scene is kind of, you see the same people on every single show. So you, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you're, you're from Cheyenne, correct? I am actually from Florida. I came up here to stay with my husband's family so I can recover and get back to full health. Okay. And have so you will... So you will so you will be uh, leaving the cold in Wyoming and going back to the warmth of Florida then? At some point, that is the goal. Awesome. Now, when you uh, when you run your shows, you mentioned uh, once a month, you guys uh, usually, uh, is it like the, uh, do you guys run it like the first Saturday every month, uh, the last Sunday of every month, uh, uh, or do you, do you kind of like stagger it? It's normally the, either the last Saturday or the last Sunday. We run at a local... Um, American Legion that has taken us in as family. Um, they've been very understanding of my condition and things that are going on. Um, they've been the backbone. They were there when my dad died. They were checking in on me, making sure I was okay. So they're very lenient on when we can run. They give us any time period we want to. They will give us the venue. And, uh, you know, we won't uh, go uh, too deep into this because it was kind of depressing, but how did uh, COVID affect uh, your business? Um, We actually did take a hiatus around COVID uh, because that's when my dad started to get sick. Um, Our comeback show actually was to raise money for my father for his medical bills. And he ended up passing two or three months after that. I'm sorry to hear about that. Uh, So now when you you guys are running your shows at the American Legion, how many many, uh, people can you fit into a show? Uh, We are an outside venue, so we have the option of bringing more people than some of the inside venues would. Thankfully, they are very, very happy to have us there. They promote us. They get us out there. So we have the bikers, the veterans. Everybody is welcome at our shows. Now you have. I'm, I'm sure that you have. Uh, you have uh, fans that come and uh, come to every show that never miss any. Uh, my question is, I understand if you turned me down for this because most people have, but, you know, if the icon were able to get down there, do you think maybe I can get a backstage pass and maybe a ticket? I don't think my husband would have any problem with it. Awesome. And what city in Florida did you, you, you said you run in Tampa? Uh, we run in Newport Ritchie right now. Okay. and uh, away from Tampa. Okay. All right. And uh, when you uh, when you do your shows um, – do you uh, do you uh, do you ever record these or televise them or put, can they be found on YouTube at all? They are all on YouTube right now. Um, one of our guys, Josh Johnson, films all of our shows, edits for us. 
our guy Wyatt comes in with the graphics right behind us. Um, and he's new to the business, and he's surprised us greatly on what he can do with these graphics. But everything is on YouTube under SXPW Wrestling. And uh, running a live event and promoting, what is your what is your favorite thing to do about uh, it? Doing uh, putting on the event, is it promoting it? Is it getting wrestlers? Uh, is it uh, selling all the tickets? Uh, having a sellout? What is your major favorite thing to do as a promoter? Honestly, my favorite thing about our shows is all the new people we meet and the kids that come and seeing them watch their first match for the first time, seeing them at their first show, watching these little girls like me look at our workers and say, hey, I want to do that. How do I do that? I want to be the next one. It's so much fun to see the kids these days and their experiences and living it through them. Now, I'm assuming that you guys do have uh, uh, different titles, correct? We do. Right now, we have the light heavyweight title, which our baby, biggest baby face, No Ego Needed, Billy McLeod, holds. And then we have our title we just introduced, which is for our good friend Brian, who passed away. And the current holder of that is Joey Osborne. All right. And then uh, do you... Uh... Do you think that uh, you'd be able to, uh, I'm, well, I'm sure you would, uh, hook us up with uh, some of your wrestlers that might uh, be willing to be on the show? I can definitely send you guys' information to my roster and have them contact you guys. Awesome. Uh, now, uh, Matthias, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get, we'll, I, I'm going to have you uh, get back in here just a little bit, but we've got to take a quick little commercial break again, and then we'll be right back after we hear these messages. Ladies and the new clocks are here. The new clocks are here. Yes, for a limited time, you can get your very own 89.1 Ken's FM clock. For a $25 donation, you can get a classic analog round-faced clock with the 89.1 Ken's FM logo on the front. Just go to our website, www.kensfm.com, and under the More Merch tab, you will find the clocks along with numerous other new merch you can order. Get yours now while supplies last. We have these in limited quantity, so order now at www.kensfm.com. And we are back here on 89.1 Ken's FM. Get your clock. I love those things. I love that commercial. So now, Victoria, when you uh, when someone wants to come and wrestle for you, do they have to send you tapes? Do they have to send you a resume? Uh, what do you look for when you uh, bring a wrestler in? We do look at people who send tapes. We look at everything that's sent to us and decide whether or not they'd be a good fit for us because we are a very big family-knit organization. So if we don't believe that you'll fit into our family atmosphere, if you'll bring your heat and your drama, we don't want you. We have a very big uh, slogan, leave your heat at the door, this is home. Uh, but we also go by word of mouth of trainers. We bring in new guys. Um, my dad's biggest thing was old school values with a new school spin. So we like to give everybody a chance. We like to give everybody a second chance when they come in from injuries when nobody else really wants to see these injured guys working, we bring them back and show them, hey, people still want to see you. So now, do you guys uh, put on, like, different kind of matches? Do you do, like, hardcore matches and I Quit matches, uh, Iron Man matches, stuff like that? We actually, our show in 
August or September, I don't remember which, we actually just had a lethal lockdown cage match war game style. Um, we didn't have the two rings, but we had the five-on-five five weapons. Every five minutes somebody else came in. Um, we do hardcore, we do Irish pub bras, street fights, regular matches, intergender matches, intergender tags. We're very open to new match ideas. Uh, we're here on 89.1 Kim's FM. we got Victoria Lim. we got about uh, nine minutes here left with Victoria. Uh, Matthias, that sounds right up the alley, doesn't it? A nice little hardcore cage match with two cages? Well, yeah, absolutely. As uh, <clears throat> as I mentioned in the beginning of the show, I'm a former EWI Diamond Champion, which means uh, it was a hardcore 24-7 title, so anybody could challenge me at any time, and every match was uh, no rules, no disqualification type sitch. And uh, there was a match that we had back in my home company called the Royal Purge, and in that one um, I got I took thumbtacks for the first time, I got a cheese grater across my forehead, which had busted me open pretty good. I did a lot of weapon spots for the first time. And then um, I've been in a few no-holds-barred matches and stuff like that. So <clears throat> I haven't necessarily done a death match, but I'm more than willing to go out there and use weapons and do cage match. I've never actually done a cage match. So if I could ever do a cage match, that would be fun. But other than that, like weapons and stuff is uh, up my alley if need be to get the crowd and Whatever match I'm down to do, basically. So, and uh, so we have. Go ahead, Victoria. Sorry. Um, That's my husband's specialty right now: is the hardcore matches, the cage matches, the death matches, anything that he can torture himself with at this point. Me and your husband. Here we go. Let's do a thumbtack matches and let's make it happen. Let me ask you this, Mm -hmm. Uh, Victoria: uh, What is your husband's stature? Like height, weight, stuff like that? Um, I believe he's five. 11 and 275, or 175, my bad. Um, he is an <laughs> Irish say, dang. Um He okay. is the Angel of Mercy, Sean Riley. He's very Irish-based. So I guess he's on, he's only 275 after Thanksgiving and Christmas then, right? Then he loses it again? <laughs> <laughs> he is one of those that does not like putting himself in the spotlight. He does not like being the main event. He doesn't want our titles. He does not want to be looked at as a promoter who promotes himself. So he's not like a Triple H then? Not at all. All right. Uh, okay, now with that being said, uh, if uh, if our fans wanted to check you out, so, so we have time to do this, if our fans want to check you out, you guys got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok, what do you got? We have Facebook right now. I'm working on getting our Twitter and our Instagram back up. Um, we dealt with some hacking issues, but our Facebook has been up and running since the beginning. It's SXBW Southern Extreme Professional Wrestling on Facebook. All right. And then uh, now is there any, um, you know, you mentioned YouTube, but is there any uh, uh, match that you'd want the fans to look for or any event that you want uh, the fans to gravitate towards and say, this is the one to check out first and then check out the rest of them? Uh, if they want a tearjerker, we had uh, Clash of the Titans where we actually partnered with a, another local promotion, Florida Gulf Coast Wrestling, and that's where we did my dad's tribute at the end of the cage match. Um my husband was actually the one to lay his boots in the middle of the ring, and you can catch that on that whole show. Um, 
we just did Cody River Bike Fest down in Newport Ritchie, which has also just been uploaded to YouTube. That, that one has a street fight between my husband and Joey Osborne uh, as the main event. All right. And uh, we have Victoria Lynn as our guest here. we just got about a few minutes here left with uh, uh, Victoria. Uh, now, if, um, you know, you, you kind of covered, uh, talked a little bit about it, but, uh, you, you know, you mentioned what you look for in a wrestler and, uh, you know, you're willing to give people second chances. But is it basically when uh, they come work for you, basically you check your ego at the door uh, because you're now in a family atmosphere? Pretty much. My dad was very... He was in it for 30 years. He did ECW um, before they were bought out. Uh, so my dad had every right to have an ego, and he taught me, as long as you have an ego, you're not as good as the, you're not even as good as the next green guy coming in. And I must say too that that should oh that should be like the style for every industry, uh, every uh, promotion. Once you go there, you're just like everybody else. It doesn't matter like who trained you, where you've been, blah, blah, blah. It's like you're, you're one of the guys at this show to work for this specific crowd. When you go to other places, excuse me, so be it. But, like, when I, excuse me, when I go to other promotions, that like especially a new one, like when I went to MAW, I kept my mouth shut, and I just went there, I did my work, I thanked the promoter, and I left. And I did not, like, sprout myself off. I mean, I talked to a few fans and talked about myself, but I didn't show off to anybody. I'm not like, hey, I'm a champion here, I'm a champion there, I did this, I did that. I'm just, you're just one of the people that are there to work for this promotion for this show. Everybody should have the same amount of respect, whether you're crew, workers, behind the scenes, audio, video, whatever the case may be, everybody should have the same proper amount of respect. Mom. That's awesome. I think well, you know, I think what go ahead, Victoria, need to remember the green guys need to come in and they really need to listen to the veterans that have been there, know the crowd, have been around, and really get in their ear, get advice. Don't just brush Absolutely. them off like some old guy. Ask for well, help. Yeah, and I was gonna say, um, I went when I first went to All Out Pro Wrestling. Uh, my first day there, I won the heavyweight championship. But the uh, but the thing was, I wrestled a guy. In my second match, I wrestled three matches that night, and the second one was against a guy named Man Pretty Greg Hertz, and he's been in the business for 35 years. And I wrestled him. We had a quick match, whatever. And I went to the back, and the first thing he came up to me, and he was like, "That was you did a hell of a job, kid." And he said, and he like just to hear a bunch of compliments coming from a guy who's been in the business three times as long as I have. And he's like, "Man, you got it out there, blah blah blah." But then I always ask, like, "What could I have done better?" What did I do wrong possibly here, blah, blah, blah. And then just I always try to listen to the people that have been above me or beneath, like, or been in there less than me. I listen to everybody because I always want to learn new things because in the pro wrestling industry, that's all you do. You go to a new promotion, you learn. You have a new opponent, you learn. You go to training, you learn new things. You're constantly learning, learning new things. It doesn't matter how long you've been in the industry. I agree fully. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Victoria, it sounds like that you get, you got a fan uh, there with you trying to get your attention. We do appreciate uh, you joining us tonight. You have been awesome. And if we haven't scared you away too much, we would love to have you back on again. And uh, I'm definitely going to try and uh, book your husband on so we can find out what happens uh, to him at the house when he doesn't do the dishes. And maybe after he faces me <laughs> and see what happens. <laughs> well, I'll t- 
Tell you what, Victoria, we love you. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, uh, this was a heartfelt interview. Uh, you, you, and I'm not just saying this. You did bring a tear to my eye talking about your dad because we love our fathers, and I know I love mine. So uh, we appreciate uh, you being with us, and we want to thank you for everything you do. Thank yeah, you so much. Rest up. Take, e- take it easy, and uh, we'll be praying for you during that surgery. Definitely. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate being on the show, and I really enjoyed meeting you guys. My two-year-old is trying to get my attention. I am so sorry. <laughs> All right. We love you, Victoria. Thank you. We'll be in, we'll be in chat. Definitely. Okay, thank you guys All so right. much. I'll talk to you again soon. Perfect. Thank you. Victoria Lynn, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. We're going to take another commercial break here. We're going to listen for one of our sponsors, and then we will be back with our next guest. So stay with us. The new Wood Spring Suites of Fargo, located at 1090 35th Street North at the I-29 and 12th Avenue North yeah, Interchange, is an extended-stay pet-friendly hotel with kitchenettes in every room, including a stovetop, full-size fridge, and microwave, plus a big 40-inch flat-screen TV with free Wi-Fi. You can book a room at 701-582-1600 or online at www.woodspring.com. Wood Spring Suites of Fargo, rated 4.2 by Trust Score. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. She is the reason why Revlon became as popular as it was. She is the most beautiful model that's ever been in Maximum and Cosmopolitan together. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you, without further ado, the one, the only, the beautiful. She is Julia Kate. Julie, are you there? Yep. All right. Hey, How are you doing? This is good. Uh, I'm good. How are you, Scott? Good. Good. Well, uh, well, it's Icon, but we'll go ahead and uh, have you go ahead and read that liner, then we'll come back to me, and then we'll talk to you. All right. Go ahead. Hey, this is Julia Kay. You're listening to the Attitude Year Monday Live Monday. On 89.1 KNSFM with your host, The Icon, The Big Swing, The Godmother of Wrestling, Granny Hulkster, and The Modern Nightmare, Matthias. Awesome. I'll tell you what, Julia. First off, I want to say thank you for bringing your beautiful accent to the show tonight. It's awesome. Uh, we're going to go up, uh, <laughs> we're gonna go up at least 50 ratings points with that. All right. <laughs> Okay, Julie, so here's what we're going to do here. If you want to give us a little background about yourself, and I'll ask you a few questions, and we'll do uh, a roundtable, and we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you the tougher questions. All right. So go ahead. Give us a little background about yourself. All right. Well, um, I'm originally from Russia. Uh, I came to the United States back in 2011 uh, from Malta, where um, I had a an amazing experience of um, being in a movie called World War Z, starring Brad Pitt. Uh, <laughs> ever since I um, basically have been uh, in the show business, and um, I recently got uh, American citizenship, which is super exciting. And um, here I am. Uh, my stage name is Julie. My actual name is different, but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> a big secret. <laughs> now, you, uh, 
Well, you, you do a lot of other things, too. I mean, you know, you mentioned, uh, and we're going to ask you, uh, and I know uh, Granny loves Brad Pitt, so I know I'm going to save that, that question for her. But, you know, you also, uh, you're also a singer, too, aren't you? Yes, I am, yeah, yeah. And uh, my uh, songs are available at www.juliakay.net. And All right, and uh, and I and I'm I'm guessing that you have a lot of uh, beautiful pictures there as well, correct? Oh, I do. Yes, there's a bunch of pictures, there's a bunch of songs, and there's a bunch of uh, other stuff like uh, clips from the movies and um, all all that that a girl needs to <laughs> to attract attention. <laughs> Uh, Julia Key is our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM. we got uh, 28 minutes with uh, Julia. I wish it was 28 years because uh, with that accent, it's just beautiful. Now, uh, when you, you know, you mentioned uh, that uh, you came here from uh, Russia. And uh, what, when you came here, was it your goal to uh, be an actor, to be a model or a singer altogether? It was altogether. Um, I um, actually... I'm originally from Russia, but I came from Malta, the Mediterranean, and uh, that's where was my first experience of being in a movie. So <laughs> that was kind of um, my mo- motivation, you know, to to come here and uh, conquer Hollywood and uh, you know <laughs> make my dreams come true. So far, so good. It's been it's been awesome, <laughs> actually. A lot of uh, a lot of great um, experiences that I've had since. Well, yeah. you know, we're. Uh, I'm going to ask you a lot about uh, uh, being in Gallery and Maximum and all those other magazines. But before we do that, uh, I'm going to uh, introduce you to my co-hosts. They're going to ask you a few questions, and we're going to come back to me, and I'm uh, I'm going to ask you some uh, tougher stuff. But uh, first off, Granny, uh, I know that uh, you love uh, Brad Pitt. Uh, uh, we need to take a quick little uh, station ID here, and then we'll come back, and we're going to have you ask her about Brad Pitt. Give us about 10 seconds. You're listening to 89.1 Ken's FM, KNNZFM, Holly, Fargo-Moorhead. Independent public radio for Fargo-Moorhead and the Valley. Also on the web at www.kensfm.com. All right, Granny, go ahead. What do you have for our guest, Julie K? We have 25 minutes. Go ahead. Well, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure and honor to have you on with us tonight. So it Thank sounds you. like you have many many wonderful talents between acting and singing and you know being a model everything that you've done you know um besides i mean working with that brad pitt i mean that's that was probably a huge honor for you but what was that like for you to be in a movie with him and you know how exciting was that for you so um <clears throat> most importantly I think um I found myself in a state where it felt like I wasn't really there like I was you know I was looking at everything from like outside of my body it's you know how they say it like out of the body experience kind of thing mm-hmm. that was exactly mm-hmm. how I felt yes and um I remember as we were filming him going down the aisle of the plane it was amazing. I just, I couldn't believe it. He was just passing me by, like literally, uh, I don't know how many centimeters or inches, uh, you know, <laughs> far close to me. And um, 
he's really hardworking. He looks amazing. He, um, he's very um, humble, and um, he looks very aristocratic, if you know what I mean. Like he, he's got these uh, thin wrists, and uh, he's pretty tall, but um, the camera makes people look bulky. And mm-hmm. in reality, he's just such a sweetheart. And um, it was uh, back in 2011, but then I had another movie <laughs> where I was also working with him. It's called Babylon, and it's coming this Christmas, by the way, like I think December 25th. And um, I met him again, and he looked pretty much the same. Maybe he's a vampire. I don't know what's going on there, but <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so many years, uh, uh, yeah, like 10 years later, and uh, he's still the same. He's amazing. Well, some people just don't really age, you know. I mean, other people no. do, some people don't, and obviously <laughs> Brad Pitt is one of those that just doesn't age. You know, maybe he has Ageless. a secret yeah. fountain of youth or something. You know, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> He definitely. That's amazing. Kind of like Duke Clark and Bob Eubanks. Uh, Julia Kay's our guest here. Uh, Julia Kay's our guest here. We got on 89.1 Kansas FM. We got uh, 23 minutes. I'm going to introduce you to Matthias. Now, in a way, he's a lot like Brad Pitt, except uh, he's a little shorter and uh, his face is different, but uh, he's a great guy. Matthias, what do you have for our guest? Go ahead. I know that Brad Pitt couldn't handle Kendall to you. Well, First off, I don't know how tall Brad Pitt is, but I will, uh, I guess I'll have to look that up here in the future. Uh, but yes, you are talking to a man from every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare, North Dakota's number one heel, current reigning, defending, undisputed APW World Heavyweight Champion, Matthias here. Welcome on to the show, my part of the show. Uh, my main question for you would be, uh, since Granny kind of mentioned everything that you've done throughout your career and uh, asked about what it was like being on a video a movie with Brad Pitt. I would say my question to you would be, what was one of your favorite things you got to do throughout your career, whether it be uh, modeling, singing, actressing? Like, what w- what was one of your favorite things you got to do? Like, what was one of your more favorite uh, parts of your career? And you can't say this show because that would be too easy, and Brad Pitt is 5'11". Well, I'm taller than him. There you go. <laughs> yeah, um, I would say... Um... It was a recent thing, um, and I got a really uh, fast transi- transition from background to non-speaking featured role. And uh, Jerry Seinfeld was directing the movie uh, called Unfrosted, and it's coming uh, next year, I believe. So uh, that was an amazing experience. Like within five minutes, They've changed me up. They removed my makeup. They changed my hair. They uh, gave me a shrug instead of, like, just a, I had short sleeve. And then Jerry Seinfeld himself came up to me and explained what I'm supposed to do. He said, hi, Julia, and Jerry. And I, I looked at him and said, Jerry, I know who you are. It's amazing to meet you. I love your work. Everybody was laughing around, and then he told me what I'm supposed to do on the movie and what kind of role, uh, you know, my role in it, what, what it was, uh, I was supposed to do. It was, <laughs> so far, probably the greatest amazing thing that happened to me. And I'm looking forward to it. It's coming out um, pretty soon. So that's, okay. that's what I can say. Yeah, it's like... Um, 
in modeling, uh, I also, you know, I remember doing uh, great, but but that one was by far the most memorable one, for sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then, so let's yeah. say somebody came up to you or, like, somebody came up to you and was like, hey, you can only do one of these things that you've done. You can only do modeling, acting, or um, singing. You can only do one of these three things for the rest of your life and everything else has to go. What would be the one thing that you would probably pick out? Um, well, let's say if if acting would not involve a singing, which we know that's how it is, you know, sometimes there are movies that are musical movies and you can both sing and act in them. Um, I'd probably do singing if it included, you know, going and on a tour and uh, being uh, the level of, you know, Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey and Celine Dion, <laughs> which, you know, that's what I dream of. But, <laughs> yeah, okay. everybody can dream. I mean, I can I can do all those uh, songs that they do, but, you know, <laughs> it's just a matter of uh, getting recognition. So, yeah, I would sing. All right, we have uh, we're on eighty nine point one Kansas FM. Julie K is our guest here. We got about nineteen minutes. And for those of you who listen to our show on a regular basis, you go to eighty nine point one Kansas FM. You like that? You go to uh, Attitude Air Monday Live Monday. You like that on Facebook? Do attend our month donation power tower. We'll get you qualified to win an autograph picture from a past guest, current guest, and a or a future guest. Now, Julia, would you be willing to send us a few autographs for giveaways? Mhm. Awesome. Okay. So now I want to ask you, uh, Julia, uh, you've uh, you got a lot of impressives in your resume. One of the things that I want to ask you about, what was it like being a singer uh, and performing on Saturday Night Live? Oh, yeah, uh, that was um, actually, that's not something that uh, is uh, easily available. But I can tell you for sure that uh, it was just super special, just the way that uh, you can see things uh, on whenever you go uh, on YouTube and up on Saturday Night Live. Um, I think you can find it there. Um, it was um, just to go and find it. <laughs> <laughs> Now, when you uh, uh, when you were on Saturday Night Live, were you, were you there? Uh, the did you have to be there the entire week, or were you just there uh, for a couple of days before uh, Saturday? Oh, that was yeah, that was a really short thing. It was um, no big deal at all. I mean, I'm. It's not it's not the same as uh, doing the the special or hosting it or anything like that. You know, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, the the movie Unfrosted with uh, Jerry Fine, uh, Seinfeld. I believe that's going to be on Netflix. Uh, how long were you yes. on set for that? Oh, uh, that was a real um, maybe like one hour, uh, real quick shooting, and they had, uh, I believe, uh, three takes of uh, one part of the scene, and then three takes of the other part of the scene, and um, they were already um, uh, finishing. The filming, and so my, uh, all in all, it was uh, there two days for two days. <laughs> so my question is, so, uh, and I'm not just saying that because it's you. With as beautiful as you are, 
Uh, I'm surprised that Jerry Seinfeld didn't say, "Well, hey, we got to get we got to have you on more than just an hour." Uh, yeah, well, that's funny. I mean, I <laughs> my role was just uh, a lady in a like at a table uh, in um, during some gala. Uh, it was a gala evening uh, devoted to some uh, competition winnings uh, among uh, Kellogg's and uh, among um, Quaker uh, Oats. It was like, it was funny. I mean, it's, I, I don't want to, you know, um, get any spoilers. But basically, they just uh, decided that they want to have me for, for another role. And it was a roll bump. Uh, Jerry chose me, picked me himself. Uh, you know how it is in Hollywood very often, things are done on the go and things are decided real quick. You know, so that was a quick Jerry's decision <laughs> just to get, get me there for this quick um, role of a Quaker's wife. <laughs> and uh, for those of you who have never seen... Um, what Julia looks like, uh, and forgive me for this comparison, but uh, uh, she could uh, she could be Nicole Kidman's stunt double. She's that uh, she's that beautiful. Well, actually, look better than Nicole Kidman, but uh, you could definitely be her stunt double, with as beautiful as you are. Thank you. Um, yeah, especially I could do uh, you know I could double her for for the roles that she had back then with the long red hair. Now she is a little blondier, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Now, uh, so we've <laughs> talked about uh, we we talked about the acting, and we talked about. Um, uh, uh, now I want to ask you a little bit about. Uh, uh, then we'll 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 end with uh, talking about modeling. But uh, when you uh, now you're also a singer. Uh, yes. What is one of your uh, hit songs that uh, you've sang? It's actually so funny. Um, so there is a song called At Last, um, and the Celine Dion covered it. And I took Celine Dion's instrumental music and uh, recorded that. And I put it on SoundCloud. And it's gotten um, around like, oh, my God, it was like a six-digit number, how many listen, listens and downloads it's gotten within uh, maybe five years. And then uh, at some point they took it down because I don't know, either SoundCloud or Sodeon didn't like the, the spotlight they have, was having. <laughs> you know? So yeah, that's the song. Blast. So uh, with, with, all the, with all those downloads, uh, basically you can say that your, uh, your uh, song went platinum, correct? I guess so. Uh, within you know the online standards and the uh, the frame of online listening and downloading, I, I mean I I don't know how much platinum to go platinum how much should it be, but yeah, it's I I was amazed at how many plays and well, I can, uh, reposts and uh, mm-hmm. well I can let you know it sold more copies than my CD. I put out a CD that went aluminum, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I tried to, I tried to make pewter, but there, I, I couldn't even get that. You know? 
Thanks, Big Swing. I appreciate that. Uh, Julia Key is our guest here on 89.1 Kent FM. So now uh, we, we talked a, a little bit about singing. We talked about um, acting and uh, other stuff. But one thing I do want to ask you about is when you're when you were modeling and, you know, you've been in, uh, you know, you've been in Glamour, you've been in uh, – uh, uh, I've done, well, uh, well, you, yeah, the hairstyler, the uh, the hairstyler thing. It was the ha- hairbrush that makes your hair amazing without any um, styling product. Uh, that was great. I've done that um, while being in Miami. It was and, a uh, great experience. When you uh, when you were when you first saw yourself in a um, in the magazine. Um, did you uh did you go out and buy like uh uh like I would did you like go buy like 200 copies and then send them to all the people that said that you'd never make it? <laughs> it was actually easier. I I simply posted it and people saw it and in picture some people just got green and me, you know. <laughs> and everybody realized how wrong they were and that I would never make it. <laughs> now, what was uh, what was your? I mean, now what, what we're going to go and buy the magazine. <laughs> so yeah, so what is what is your favorite part uh, about modeling? Is it uh, the outfits you get to wear? Is it uh, the makeup? Uh, uh, people pampering you, doing your hair. What is your favorite part about modeling? To be honest, it's the the final result of it, because uh, the rest of it, the process, it can get sometimes real you know, painstaking and uh, not as pleasant as people think. It's just, uh, it's it's the final result. That's what matters. Because uh, the behind-the-scenes behind the thing um, can be really not, you know what I mean? <laughs> not, well, yeah, exactly. not as beautiful as, yeah. So, so I, um... I mean, I love the process, but, the, but the, the thing that I love the most and why I actually do this it's for the result. Now you uh you 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 know you you know you mentioned that uh you know you you have the film with uh Jerry Seinfeld. What uh, projects are you working on now? Uh if you can uh tell us uh what uh, you have uh in the in the works right now. Well, um I would say that uh I've been auditioning for things and I'm still waiting for the callbacks and uh also the pro- that um, is not right now, but that's, uh, that was really exciting uh, to work on um, was uh, called uh, the movie called The Mad Hatter. It's a thriller horror uh, story, and um, it was done by, uh, when it comes to cinematography, it was done by a great Hawaiian Hutchins. That was, um, that was one of the and things that I've done as well. And you can actually so, find it on Amazon, Amazon Prime. So uh you uh so this was a horror film, so uh were you like uh were you like the the damsel in distress? Uh, no, I was actually the one um who was uh <laughs> kind of uh, giving some fright to the damsel in distress. Was oh. one of the three caretakers. Yes, I was. I was like the half dead girl. Her name uh, is. Um, 
Elizabeth Lockwood, and she um, she's half dead, and uh, her mind is uh, uh, possessed uh, by the Mad Hatter uh, ghost, and he and basically, um, yeah, uh, and and the other two caretakers were uh, played by the amazing Michael Berryman and uh, Fader Steer. Michael Berryman was in the the one flew over the cuckoo's nest, and mm-hmm. uh, Fader Steer was in um, uh, Haunting on the Hill House. Those All two right. guys are amazing. Yeah, it was a great experience, no. and I've been cast for the role just for my uh, facial structure, and uh, they put just a little bit of makeup on me. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was funny, uh, but yeah, that's what it was. Now, uh, Matthias, uh, have you ever heard of uh, Have you ever heard of uh, Michael Berryman? Uh, name sounds familiar. Name sounds familiar, but maybe I'm maybe he's just not crossing my brain in familiar projects. But the name does sound familiar. Well, I'll tell you his I'll tell you he his role that a, you would know. We're, he was in Weird yeah, he Science. He was one of the bone cycle guys. Yes. Okay. Yes, he was the biker in the Weird Science, and he was uh, in Star Trek, and he was. There's a movie called The uh, Hills Have Eyes, and then um, and a lot of stuff. He, the he Hills Have Eyes, yeah, definitely amazing. recognizable for me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I really enjoyed working with him. And as much as uh, he looks, uh, you know, so... He's he, he does, he does definitely nice look guy. the part, that's for sure. He does look the part, that's for oh, yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so now, uh, with all the with all these the the stuff that you've done in the past and uh, all the stuff that uh, you're doing now, what is and I I, I kind of hate to put you on the spot here, but what is your ultimate goal? What is the one thing that you that you really want to do that you're striving to do? Whether it be like um, like uh, have like being a kissing scene with The Rock, for instance, or something like that. What is the one thing that you really want to do that you haven't had a chance to do yet? Uh, I would say to be uh, the lead in um, some primetime TV series. I'm not looking for any particular, you know, kissing scenes or anything like that. I mean, if 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 it happens, it happens. But I'd like to do something... Um, like maybe mm, what Nicole Kidman did in what was it called the undoing I think if you guys saw it ever yep she, correct she's the lead in the yeah yeah that would be awesome to do or um maybe some you know mystical supernatural stuff I could do like being a witch the lead witch in a TV series about witches, <laughs> you know? Well, you're Something too beautiful like to be one of those. Well, uh, there are beautiful witches. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, who, but... can, who are ugly on the inside, beautiful on the outside. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, I, I mean, got the perfect. You, you could be... You know. You, you could be the uh, when they when they redo the Wizard of Oz because they're redoing everything. You could be the you could be Glinda the Good Witch of the the North. Yes, yes, that's what. Oh my gosh, that would be great. 
wonderful. <laughs> uh, Julia Keys, our guest here. We have uh, we only have a few minutes here left with uh, Julia. So, but if Julia, if our fans want to check you out and see you, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok. A don't ever uh, answer a phone from uh, Icon again. What do you got? Um, yeah, I got uh, Facebook. Is it's funny? It's Facebook and then slash JuliaKY.net. Um, Instagram is Julia underscore K underscore music underscore and underscore more, <laughs> which is Julia K music and more. That's my Instagram. And my website is www.JuliaKY.net. And that's where you can find uh, everything that I've got, basically, all, all, the, all the work that I've done. <laughs> that, that is Everybody's awesome. awesome. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll tell you what, I, uh, I do, uh, I, I do want to, uh, we're, we're not ready to go here yet. We've got a couple minutes here yet. But I, I do want to thank you, Julia, for <laughs> taking time out of your schedule. And I know that, uh, uh, you know, our, our friendship, uh, my friendship with you is just awesome. And uh, well, like I say, I understand <laughs> if you never answer my phone call again, because I, I do not understand the concept of time zones, as we've uh, previously mentioned here on the show several times, but I <laughs> I appreciate everything you do, and you have just been wonderful, and uh, hopefully we can have you on again uh, when uh, uh, when your appearance on the show helps uh, the um, uh, the movie uh, sell uh, millions and millions of copies because you're on the show because our fans are going to want to check you out. We hope that you'd be willing to come back and join us again. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. And one one thing I do got to ask, though, uh, it's kind of an eager question. You know, I made you a cool little collector's card. What did you think of that? Uh, it was very nice, wasn't it? I mean, it's perfect. Well, you, well, yeah, you'd have to tell me that. <laughs> yeah, no. It's, uh, it's, it's I, I just, I just <laughs> love, so I just love that outfit you're wearing with the leather jacket. It's just, it's just beautiful. Thank you so much. It's actually uh, in uh, Boca Raton, Florida, and that was <laughs> the coldest day in uh, back in 2019. You wouldn't believe it's, it's like 50 degrees there. <laughs> really? In Florida, 50 degrees. Yes. Wow. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It you, you look, look like you way. look like you're having such a blast, and I realize why you're not smiling because it's only 50 degrees. Now I get it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was trying to keep myself warm <laughs> as much as I could. Yeah, it's funny, but yeah, that's the truth behind the modeling thing, right? That's what I was telling you. <laughs> right. It's before. like yeah, it's like. Yeah, I'm, I'm freezing to death here, but I still got a smile. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Julia, thank you for being with us. You are awesome, and we love you, and we definitely would like to have you on again. Thank you so much. It will be a pleasure, and it's been a pleasure talking with you guys. Thank you. Thank you, Julia. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Uh, Julia Kay, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick little commercial break, and then we're going to talk to uh, – 
uh, someone that can tell us about what it's like to be in, on my favorite Martian. So we will be back right after these messages. Tune in every Friday night at 8 p.m. and join me, Joel Snary Night, as my music from outer space gets intercepted by your eardrums. We've got rock. We've got electronic. We've got old novelty records. We've got pizza. Okay, that technology is still being worked on, so until we can perfect the transmission of a pizza directly to your mouth, for now we can have an hour-long buffet of rock and roll every Friday night. That's Rock and Roll Space Station, Fridays at 8 p.m., right here on the best station in all the galaxy, and Fargo, of course, Ken's FM. All right, ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, he has been in my favorite Martian. He has been in The Graduate. He has been in Mickey. He has been in just about anything popular. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the man himself. He is Wayne Stamp. Hey, this is Wayne Stam. You're listening to the Attitude Era Monday, live Monday on 89Kens FM, with your host, the icon, the big swing, the godmother of wrestling, Granny Hulkster, and the modern nightmare, Matthias. All right. Hey, Wayne, how are you, sir? Good to have you with us. I am doing great. I'm glad you have me on the show. Thank you, and uh, we're on uh, 89.1 Ken's FM here. we got Wayne Stan. we got about uh, 39 minutes here with the man, so we're going to cover a lot of good stuff here uh, in, in a short time. So uh, first thing I do want to ask you about is if you could give us a little background about yourself, and then uh, we'll uh, uh, ask you a couple questions, and we'll do a roundtable and ask you the tougher questions. Okay, sounds good. I hope they're not too tough. Um, uh, well, I, you know, I... Uh, as a kid, I was a very quiet kid, and my parents uh, thought they should get me out of my room where I was just reading and listening to classical music as a as an eight-year-old. So they got me into little theater and little league and scouting, and I enjoyed those things. I still love baseball, but uh, I just once I stepped on stage and started acting, I really loved it. And I started acting as a kid in uh, theater in. Uh, got into professional theater and did a lot of musicals with uh, the TV stars of the time, which uh, was back in the early 60s. And I did a lot of theater, and then I started to do some some films and some TV, and I just got to do a lot of really fun things. Uh, and then as I grew into my teen years, I decided I wanted to be a director, and I started a theater company and ran a few theater companies. Um, and, uh, then, uh, after quite a few years of that, I, uh, kind of just lucked into finding that I love teaching theater. And, uh, so I, I got a teaching credential and for about 25 years, I taught at public high schools. I taught theater and I enjoyed that very much and still kept my hand in and I retired in 2018 and, uh, have done really in my life mostly theater, but uh, I did have a lot of fun doing a few uh, television and film things. So I don't know. Is that that's a, that's a quick summary? <laughs> well, I'm definitely going to ask you about uh, teaching theater. I, I, I have so I have a lot of questions about that. But uh, first thing we're going to do is I'm going to ask you about uh, a couple of your roles. And then mm-hmm. uh, I'll uh, introduce you to Granny, and then I'll introduce you to the Nightmare, and then we'll come back to me, and we'll ask you uh, some, uh, like I say, some tougher stuff. But first thing I'm going to ask is, 
you know, being on my favorite Martian, what was that like? I know it was uh, uh, you played Andy. Uh, and it was in one episode. I know, but what was it like being on the set for my favorite Martian? What was that like? It was um, it was really fun. There were a lot of things happening with that. They had just uh, converted to color, and their um, their ratings had been up and down, and they were just starting to go back up. And they actually were using my episode like a pilot for a new I don't know a new branch to the series. They were going to have me stay on as another Martian, and excuse me, and changed the format a little bit. And uh, they signed me to a five-year contract. So I felt like I was trying to help get something started. And uh, they spent six days on the episode, which they never do, usually three or four for an episode on a sitcom. And uh, it was a lot of fun. We did uh, we did some fun things and a few little uh, trick photography things and um they spent a lot of time on uh, publicity shots and things like that. Uh, and it was really fun to work with those actors, uh, with uh, Bill Bixby and and um, Ray Walston, especially, but also the other actors on it were, were really fun, really nice people. Um, but it, it had the, uh, the feeling of we're trying to do something, you know, bigger than a typical sitcom week. And I, I had done a couple of those before. Uh, but it felt like it was something bigger, and then they really promoted it during the week before they showed it. Uh, but after they showed it, they had trouble with negotiations with Ray Walston, and uh, the ratings for that show were very good, but they canceled the show. So it was kind of a strange experience, but it, it was really fun to do that show, and I, I learned a lot from both Ray Walston and Bill Bixby, and I have to say, just especially Bill Bixby is one of the greatest people I ever worked with. And uh, also the, uh, uh, you know, I, I was going to ask you, and I'll, I'll, we'll come back and I'll ask you more about uh, Bill Bixby working with the Incredible Hulk, but because, uh, <laughs> you know, last week uh, we had uh, uh, Lou Ferrigno's, uh, one of his stunt doubles on with us last week, and we asked him what it was like being next to the Incredible Hulk. Well, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but uh, probably, you uh, would you say that your biggest uh, role uh, or uh, appearance would be in a graduate with Dustin Hoffman? Well, I had a tiny role, but it was in a great movie. <laughs> so I'm very, I'm very proud just to have had a chance to be in that movie. And also, you know, all the years from, from age 17, I started directing. And uh, so I learned some things from every director I worked with and, Mike Nichols was one of the one of the best, even though I was only there for three days, and I was only on camera for maybe thirty seconds or something like that. Uh, but still, rehearsing that scene and seeing him work um, with the actors and and how he worked with us on just that little tiny little tiny scene, um, he let the actors improvise. He asked them what they wanted to do, and you know some directors would never have thought to do that or at least wouldn't do it with uh, bit players. Uh, but he um, he did some really fun things, and then I learned more about him over the years. And uh, So he made a, a big impression on me as a director. Uh, working with Dustin Hoffman was, was interesting. Uh, I can tell you a little kind of side story, but uh, I did a lot of waiting around for my one little scene, 
and in between the scenes, uh, there's there's sometimes quite a while, but you're still down. It, we filmed in the Ambassador Hotel, so we're down in the wow. lobby of the hotel, all waiting. And and if you remember the scene at all, you see some of the scenery, is those big uh, meeting rooms and things. And <clears throat> excuse me, I sat down on a little uh, bench just to uh, kind of watch and see what they were doing and see, you know, if it looked like they were going to get to my my shot. And a, a short young guy sat down next to me, and I, I think I started the conversation. He, he was kind of shy. I said something like, uh, the waiting around is the worst part, isn't it? And uh, he said, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's hard just waiting around. And... Um, we just had a very short little talk, didn't really say much. And then we got up and did the scene, and, and the little guy I'd been talking to was Dustin Hoffman. And I had never seen him. He wasn't a star at that point. Wow. So you actually got to sit so, and talk. Now, you actually got to talk to Rain Man. That's pretty cool. I did, way before he was he was Rain Man. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I talked to him a little bit just about the waiting around and, uh, how long it takes them to set up a shot and and rehearse and you know you're you're anxious just to get out there and and do what you want to do but there's so much that goes into it that you have to wait around. So we talked for I don't know five minutes or so, but uh, he seemed like a really nice guy. And then uh, turns out he was the one shaking my hand in the scene and he was the main guy in the uh, in in the in the movie and. I didn't have a full script. I just had my scene. <laughs> so I didn't know. I had no idea who he was. Plastics, my boy, plastics. Uh, we have uh, <laughs> Wayne Spam as our guest here on 89.1 Kids FM. we got about uh, 30 minutes here with the man. But uh, before we come back to me, I'm going to ask you some tougher stuff, like I said. But uh, first off, uh, Granny, we have our guest Wayne Stam because I know that you love My Favorite Martian. Well, I remember watching My Favorite Martian, and by the way, it's a pleasure and honor to have you on our show with us tonight. You know, oh, thank um, you. yeah, I re- I remember watching My Favorite Martian back in the day. You know, and that was a really funny show. And what I mean, it sounds like you have a lot of talent. You know, being an actor, director, you know, which was more challenging for you? In your career, you know, was it acting or was it directing or was it a combination of both? And you can't say this show because that'd be too easy. <laughs> well, you know, the, the challenge before you at any given moment is the greatest one. But um, I, directing is by far the most challenging. And there, there were a couple of productions. I, I in being able to run theater companies, I was able at times to. Uh, produce, direct, act, and even write. I, I wrote a couple of full-length plays. Um, and when you're directing and acting, um, those those are big. And if if you also happen to be writing, uh, those those are that's a very challenging situation. And uh, it's uh, but it, but it, I loved it. It was something that I. I just really love the challenge, and being being able to have that much input into a finished product is wonderful. And being able to work with, uh, to be able to to uh, cast talented people, and then be able to work with them and and see a vision of a play uh, work out, um, 
and see it come to fruition with all the input of all the other people uh, is just an experience that's hard to express, but it, it's it's uh, it's wonderful. That's awesome. Uh, right, we are on 89.1 Kent FM, and for those that listen to our show on a regular basis, if you go to our Facebook page, uh, uh, as you air Monday Live Monday, you like that, go to 89.1 Kent FM page, like that, do a $10 month donation to Power the Tower. We'll get you automatically qualified to win an um, autograph from past guests, current guests, or future guests, and I believe that uh, Wayne is going to send us a few, correct? Yes, yes. I, I need to... Uh figure out the technology of making making the uh, photo look good so that I can be signing something substantial, but maybe we can talk about that off the air. But, uh, sure. yes, I definitely want to. Absolutely. Well, well, you know, like me, I'm still trying to make the technician, uh, uh, technique work to make yourself look better on, uh, you know, so I, I can be uh, in front of a camera instead of on the radio. You know, people say I got a face for radio, but speaking of uh, faces for radio, and he's also got a face for the ring, uh, I want to introduce you to our other co-host. He's the modern nightmare, Matthias, and uh, I know that he's got a few questions for you. So what do you got, Matthias? Go ahead. Well, first off, welcome to my part of the show. Yes, this is the man from every woman's greatest dream and every man or every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare. North Dakota's <laughs> number one heel, current reigning, defending, undisputed APW World Heavyweight Champion Matthias here. Welcome on to uh, my part of the show. Now, Granny kind of took my question in a way, but um, so I guess I'll ask two kind of questions. So the first one would be. Has there been a dream actor or director or anything you, that you've uh, still wanted to work with that you haven't gotten the opportunity to yet? Oh, wow. Um, well, you know, I'm so old that a lot of the people that would fit that category are gone now. I, I did get to meet a lot of wonderful people. Um, that I, I really would have loved to work with. I, I got to do a screen test with Gene Kelly for a made-for-TV musical of um, Jack and the Beanstalk. And, and I got to screen test with him, and it was so much fun. And I, oh, at wow. the time, I thought I got the part. He had told me that he liked, he wanted me for the part, and he was directing it, but they still ended up getting somebody else. Um, but... Uh, I was really excited about working with him. I think that would have been fantastic. I, I've done a lot of musicals. I started out doing musicals as a kid, and um, I just thought that would be a dream. I really wasn't much of a dancer at all. That was my weak part of doing musicals. But um, I, that he, he's one that stands out in my mind. I would have really loved gotten to work with him. Um, I, I would have loved to work with Spencer Tracy. I admired the way that he did things. Uh, I worked with some really fun actors. I don't know, you know, how I'm, I'm so old that, that people might not know some of these people, but I worked with Hugh O'Brien, who was okay. a star of Wyatt Earp on television, but uh, he did a lot of other good things, and, and he was just really fun to work with. Uh, and I oh, learned yeah. a lot um, I don't know if you know Colonel Klink from uh, from uh, Hogan's Heroes. Yeah, Warner Klemper. Uh, Klemper. Yep. That's my favorite. One yeah. of my favorite shows of all time, Hogan's Heroes. Yes. Yeah, I did about a uh, hundred and something performances of The Sound of Music with him, 
And he really kind of tutored me. He, uh, you know, every time I made some kind of comment where I was displeased with myself or, um, you know, couldn't figure something out, uh, he helped. And we, uh, you know, in doing all those shows together, uh, I learned a lot from him, uh, a lot about theater, a lot about directing, a lot about acting. And so I got to work with some people who may not have been the biggest stars, but they were they were great to work with. And then I I did get to work with some pretty big stars, too. I got to work with Julie Andrews in the movie Hawaii and uh, with uh, oh, wow. Max Foncito in that movie as well. And so I did get to do that. Um, but, you know, there's so many great actors that people around today, I just, I, I immediately think of uh, Tom Hanks as a great actor. and I think there, there are really a lot of people that I would have loved to work with. Absolutely. And then uh, let's just say back in the day, you knew basically like everything you know now from acting and directing. If somebody came up to you at that time, like back when you were like, at, let's just imagine you knew as much as you knew now back then, and somebody came up to you and said, hey, you can only choose between acting or directing, which one do you think you would have chose back then if you were given the, the ultimatum? I would have chosen to direct because you, you can have so much more input uh, into the, the production, into the final artistic look of the production, into the uh, actors. You know, actors learn from every show they do, hopefully, and they they uh, learn from every different director they work with. Not that I had anything great or special to teach, uh, you know, over and above any other director, but a different angle that, you know, excuse me, could influence people and and uh, help them grow as as performers. So um, definitely, it would be acting. I'm, I'm sorry. Absolutely, it would be I directing. would be directing over acting. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Absolutely. Uh, we have uh, we have the man as our guest here. We have Wayne Stam as our guest here on eighty nine point one Kens FM, and we got about uh, twenty two minutes here with our man. Uh, but before we, uh, I do, uh, uh, Wayne, can you hang on with us? I got to take a quick little commercial break, and I'll be uh, right back with you. Okay. I'll be right here. All right, we just got to take a quick little commercial break, and we will be right back. As a non-commercial radio station, Ken's FM survives in large part by the generosity of listeners like you, who value public radio and have become a member. Your donation continues to allow us to support local artists and musicians and play the music you want to hear, not what advertisers think we should play. It enables us to broadcast feature story news so you can hear the news, not opinions. Public radio doesn't have an agenda. We're not in the business of pushing our point of view. Our mission is simple. Reflect your interests, not the interests of some corporation. If you believe that having an independent, non-commercial, public radio station in your community is a good idea, become a member now. Find out how by visiting our website at www.kensfm.com. And remember... Independence has a cost, and it's as little as $10 a month. And we are back here on 89.1 Kens FM, and we have uh, Wayne Stam as our guest here. we got 20 minutes here with Wayne. Now, uh, I'm kind of curious about, um, you know, you mentioned that, uh, you know, you teach theater. I'm kind of curious, how do you teach theater? 
You know, that's a great question. And I think if you had told me when I was beginning to direct or, uh, you know, in my teens doing a lot of acting, if you told me I would be a teacher, I wouldn't believe you. Uh, that's just not something I ever thought I would want to do. Uh, but I became a director first and directed for a long time, all, all along doing some acting uh, and uh, even a little writing. And I, I always said that when I began teaching, I really was never a teacher. I was never a theater teacher. I was uh, an actor playing the role of a teacher and I was directing, <laughs> and that's really what I was doing. I did teach a little theater history and some other things in there and technical theater, but still, you know, I always felt like I was acting the role of a teacher uh, and and doing some directing and directing uh, some wonderful, wonderful people that just happen to be young. Now, when you, uh, when you uh, are, are teaching, and then uh, I, I'm just kind of curious if you do this, um, because I myself believe in not having ego, you probably wouldn't have guessed that. But when when you're uh, when you're in your class, an ego? right, right, right. <laughs> when, when you're when you're uh, in class, do you ever uh, do you ever like show the episode of uh, my favorite Martian that you ran, or uh, show the scene of the graduate to your class? Yes. Yes. And and, and are they just like at awe, like I would be? I don't know about uh, in awe, but it it tends to kind of make it real when I tell all my other stories of all the stuff that I've done and the people that I've met. And also, you know, the My Favorite Martian, I probably shouldn't say this. Uh, somebody will, if there's anybody around from the original uh, company, uh, they'll be mad at me. But there, I had a, made a couple of glaring mistakes in My Favorite Martian, and they didn't let me go back and, and redo them. One of them I really... I asked multiple times if I could do it again. Um, but, you know, to also show that even something that ends up being successful and it is professional and for which I was very well paid, um, that, uh, you know, you, people mess up doing those things. And you can spot some of the other errors in finished products, and it just it just happens that way. And, you know, we're human, but we keep going and that's a really valuable thing when you're teaching theater. We're going to do theater and not every moment, every word of every performance is going to be perfect, but you keep going and you do your best. <laughs> you know, I got, I also got to ask you, you know, you get to work with one of my uh, favorite actors of all time, uh, Mickey Rooney. What was it like uh, being with him and meeting him? You know what? Yeah. It, um, well, meeting him was, I was a little nervous because unfortunately there were, in the mid-60s, I guess that was about 1964, uh, there were a lot of rumors that he was hard to work with and he had been married so many times. And uh, from that, somebody somewhere thought, you know, he didn't get along with people. So I was a little nervous about working with him. And when I met him, um, at the, was, which was at, a, uh, I guess, a table read um, the first day of, uh, of shooting, um, he was very nice. He was very gracious. And he, um, he kind of went out of his way to be nice to the kids in the, in the show. There were about four or five kids in that first episode I did. And he went out of his way to make us feel comfortable and tell us we were going to have a lot of fun. And we did, we did some 
fun stuff. We went out in a boat and we did we did fun stuff in the episode. But but also he, he made us feel comfortable and um I had a little bigger part than most of the other kids and I was always somebody I partially because of people like Werner Klemperer, who I talked about before and some other people I'd worked with. I was always really conscientious to be ready um, when we started the day. I really knew my lines. I, I think I asked the right questions um, about, you know, what do you want me to do, those kinds of things. And uh, he was, I, I think he really liked working with me and, he, and said so. And so he made me feel very much at home and um, like, uh, like he really liked what I was doing. So I enjoyed working with him. I also... One very impressive thing about him was he could do everything. And I've heard that about him in doing some of the movie musicals he did. He could play any of the instruments and sing any of the parts, but it was also true on a TV set. He sat behind the camera, and he was, I don't think he was even executive producer or producer, but he was running the whole show. And I saw him behind a camera on a uh, um, I'm not a, I'm, I'm forgetting what they call it, but when, when you go up, you know, an elevated camera and you're above everything and, and looking down, uh, he went up and did that. He had uh, the um, little lens cap that he was holding up to his eye to look at shots that would be, you know, closer or farther and seemed to be running everything and telling everyone else how to fix things and make them better. And I was really impressed by that. You know, I had heard that about uh, Mickey Rooney, that he was hard to work with. And I'm uh, being uh, one of my favorites. It's like, you know, you kind of you kind of put that on the back burner like that's not him. That doesn't sound like him. You know, a lot of people say that, uh, you know, being difficult, he was difficult to work with. He, they, a lot of people said that uh, kind of like the role that he played in Night at the Museum was the kind of way he really was. But that was not the case. Hmm. Well, you know, he was a perfectionist. There were some things that we had to do several times, um, and there were things that he was very tough on himself. There were a couple of shots that I was in on that um, he was unhappy with how he did it and said a few bad words and said, yeah, we need to do that again. That, I, that just wasn't good. So he was tough and, on himself, uh, and, and he was a perfectionist, but I didn't see him – being difficult to work with for anyone else. And uh you know when you when you when you meet uh and you're working with all these individuals uh now th- this is kind of an ego question. Uh you know we talked about that a little bit ago but uh when you're on when you're on set and you're working with these people uh do you ever uh like go up like after the shoot and say hey can I have you sign this for me or this and that or would you sign my script stuff like that or is that not really allowed? Well, you know, it's funny. It's it's a tradition in theater that from the very beginning, I was uh, really surprised. I think the second show I did was when I was 10 years old. It was Bye Bye Birdie. And George Goble at the time was a very big TV star. He had his own series and he was a big star. And I remember some of the cast were asking each other for autographs. And he came and asked me, for my autograph before I came and asked him. And I just was blown away by that. <laughs> and so it's a tradition in theater, but 
I never did that in films, and I didn't see it. I'm sure people were doing it, but I didn't see that. And I, now I really wish I had, you know. I wish I had asked for Julie Andrews' autograph. And actually, I did get an autograph in a very wonderful way in that after I did the movie Hawaii, director George Roy Hill, who is one of my favorite directors, um, and maybe my favorite among the ones I ever worked with, uh, actually sent me a letter saying, if I can ever do anything for you, please let me know you're a fine professional and I know you have a great future ahead of you. And it was great working with you. Just a wonderful letter. And, and he had signed that. So that, that was a wonderful autograph I got, but we didn't go around and, and get each other's autographs in films or TV that I did. But in theater, it was a custom and I have quite a few of the old programs uh, that uh, people signed for me. Yeah, because you know I, you know, and she's still going today. Uh, you know, uh, everybody, everybody may wonder what the connection is with uh, with uh, you to wrestling, but I'm going to let everybody know. You uh, got to uh, work with uh, Mary Poppins, Julie Andrews, who was in a movie with The Rock called The Tooth Fairy. So there's your connection. Oh, right. What's it like working with right. Mary Poppins? You know, it was wonderful. Um, she was, and again, it was just a very lucky, special situation. We were on location, believe it or not, for the movie Hawaii. We were on location in Massachusetts doing the New England portion of, you know, where the missionaries were before they went to Hawaii. And that was the portion I was in, and she was also in it. And because we were in this, kind of remote uh, village in, uh, in Massachusetts called Sturbridge Village, uh, where they had all these vintage buildings for us to use in the film. Um, we were all staying in the same hotel, and an idea of George Roy Hills, which is wonderful, was that the cast would all have breakfast together every day. And so we did, and we sat together, and there were maybe 15 in the principal cast uh, there at that time, so it wasn't a real big group, and I sat across from her a couple times and sat with her, and by that time, I had done uh, a bunch of touring doing The Sound of Music, and she was doing the movie The Sound of Music, and uh, or, or I guess had just finished filming it, and so uh, I was able to talk to her about that with some pretty good knowledge of, of the show. And it was, it was it was really fun. She's she's very um, pretty much like you see if you see her interview. She's very quiet. She's not at all um, self-absorbed. She's she does she would never think a conversation is about her unless the person talking insists. <laughs> but she was uh, very gentle and very kind. Uh, again, with kids, I was I think. 12 at that time and there were about four or five kids working in this portion of, of the film and uh, she was just very soft spoken um, but also had a sense of humor and could make us laugh and, um, but she wasn't really a leader at the table but everybody wanted to talk to her so she talked <laughs> but she was, she was now, very sweet uh, we have uh, we have uh... Wayne Stam is our guest here, and uh, we got about uh, eight minutes left. And like I said, I wish we had a lot longer time. 
and we do appreciate uh don't go away yet we you know we've got a few more questions but uh you're awesome and uh there's one other actress i got to ask you about uh it's one of my dad's favorites uh i just got to ask you and he wanted me to ask you this uh what was it like working with holly from the greatest show on earth and i know you know who i'm referring to no betty hutton i don't i oh betty hutton hmm I well let me let me uh preface it with I caught her at a very bad time in her life. Oh. Uh this was 1963 in my very first professional show. She had not done live theater for a long time. I don't know how long, but I think it was quite a long time. And I'm not sure how much I should say, but she was uh, very nervous and very worried about how she was going to come off because she had previously had some problems that I, you know, you're, uh, I, I don't have personal knowledge of them, but if you read, uh, you know, some accounts of her life, uh, she had had some highly publicized problems and uh, was trying to make a very good impression. Um, and so um, I, I loved doing the show with her. She was very talented. Working with her was actually very difficult. But from what I understand and from what I saw of her with um, the uh, doing the TCM interviews that she did uh, later, if, if you saw those, I think yep, she definitely. really got straightened out. But but um, she was still a great talent, and she belted out the songs and was, you know, this 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 little woman. And to me, she was big because I was ten years old and really short. But um, uh, but she was <laughs> I don't know maybe five foot two or something, and had this big voice. And uh, so as an entertainer, it was impressive seeing her belt out those songs and then play that role that. Uh, she was so great in in the movie. Oh my gosh, she was great in the movie. Now and I'm we also curious. Had, you... Go ahead, sir. Uh, I'm sorry. We we also had in that show we had a, a lot of the best character actors in Hollywood in that show. I'm, I name a bunch of names, but they're they're pretty long gone. But as far as a lead, we have Harv Presnell, who was uh, starred in the movie The Unsinkable Molly Brown a little bit later, and several other musicals, and he also had just an incredible, booming voice, most impressive voice, um, and he was, you know, the Frank Baxter part. And so together, the dynamic of those two and their voices was really good, especially the song Anything You Can Do, I Can Do Better. It was just fantastic with those two. So now you uh, you are officially retired from teaching, correct? Yes, four years now, now do you still, uh, you you still, uh, you, you still, since you caught the bug, you're you're still doing something in theater, right? I have done a few shows. Yes, I have worked with a group that one of my students uh, started to work with. Uh, one of my students from about 2006, I think he graduated, started doing shows with a, a group called the. Um, Jewish Federation players in Southern California, and they are supported by and represent uh, about 10 congregations in Southern California, 
And they do all kinds of plays, and you don't have to be Jewish to be a part of the company. But there are a lot of really great people to work with and very talented folks. And I've done, uh, let's see, I did about four shows with them. I directed one of them, and I played a small part and a large part. And <laughs> so I've, I've, it's it's been uh, it's been fun. I haven't done anything lately. I did one show right after the, as we tried to come out of the pandemic, we did a show outdoors, and that was really fun. I directed it, and it's a great company, and uh, they they do shows in Pasadena, California, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun, but. I haven't stayed real active. And, uh, you know, since, uh, you know, being a former teacher of theater, uh, and if, you know, some of our fans are listening right now, uh, what advice would you give the, uh, give someone that wants to get involved in theater and uh, get involved in acting? What is the one piece of advice that you could give? I, I can't really limit it to one. Um, <laughs> but I would say... Uh, don't give up on your dream. That's one that's very important because a lot of people may try to discourage you. And in fact, you know, just life. Things happen and you may audition for 20 things before you get one or even more. Uh, or you may get very lucky. I was really lucky when I started. Uh, and then the second thing would be always have other skills and things you can do to fall back on. And that one I owe, I have to tip my hat to, to Bill Bixby because I, I was very successful <clears throat> at age 13 when I worked with him, and I had my whole life planned out. He said, you know what? It's important for you, though, to do well in school, go to school and get a degree and have something to fall back on because there may be some years where you don't work as much in theater and you want to have something else you can do, and why not teach theater or do something related to that, do music, do theater. Um, do, you know, teach theater, have something to fall back on. So those would be my, my two things, I would say. That's awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, you, have, you have been awesome. And, you know, the uh, interesting thing is when, uh, when I first called you up, I, I know that you were like, uh, what do you call me for? I understand that. But uh, when, <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I booked you on the show, uh, we were two days away from your birthday. Uh, how did that go? I, I booked you on September twelfth. Oh. Your birthday was on September fourteenth, if you remember. Uh, uh yes. Um well, uh it was it was fine. It was very nice actually. I got I was very lucky. I got two celebrations. Um on the eleventh, I, I think uh yeah, I, I think I spoke to you later on the twelfth, but on the eleventh, um I was up in Seattle with some friends and uh just uh visiting and they threw me a party, and that was wonderful. And then I came home, and we celebrated down here, too, uh, just uh, my wife and I, and, and we had a nice time. Uh, so I had, a, I had a great birthday. I got two of them. And, uh, and then, you're, of course, one of, one of the best birthday presents I gave you was that uh, little collector's card I made for you. Yes, I love that. I love that. I just um, I need to figure out how to put it on good enough card stock or do something when I print it up to sign copies for you that, uh, that uh, you know, it'll be a, a good collector's item instead of a piece of printer paper. So I need well, to figure well, that whatever, out. Well, whatever you can do for us, we, we appreciate everything you can do. But 
Uh, I'll tell you what, Wayne, you are awesome, and we want to thank you for taking time on your schedule. You are so awesome, and I want to thank you for joining us. And uh, we'd love to have you on again if we haven't scared you way too much. We'd, uh, we love everything you do. Thank you, sir. Oh, thank you so much. I'd love to be on again, and you, you all have, uh, have really treated me very well. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Have a good night. Appreciate it. You too. Good night. All right. Wayne Stam, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, uh, guys, that was a great show, huh? I'd say so. All right. Uh, can you give everybody, uh, um, not that I'm bragging here, but to give everybody an update, uh, of course, uh, our calendar for 2023 is completely full up. Uh, we are booked from now until the end of uh, 2023. And um, uh, Granny and Matthias, I got something very interesting where you guys want to hear the interesting news? Sure. We are now booked up through half of 2024. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's amazing how many people uh, that I've uh, wrote to now that have heard about us and heard about Granny and heard about you, uh, Matthias, and uh, they're like, yeah, I'd love to do a show. And people have been – I don't even know some of these people that send me messages, say, hey, uh, I want to be on the show. What do I got to do? Well, let's get you set up then, you know. I mean, it's great. And uh, I just want to let everybody know that uh, since uh, Ohio State uh, has made the uh, playoff and uh, North Dakota State looks like they're going to be going for another national title, that's on the 8th of January. Uh, So we'd be flying out here on Saturday night and then coming back uh, Monday for the the Ohio State game. So uh, January 9th we are not going to be having a show. Uh, we're going to take a little hiatus one day, uh, and I'm sure that Ken will probably pick an episode to uh, uh, rerun. Uh, uh, so you, we'll still be here, but we won't be here. And, uh, you know, this has been a great year so far, and I know we've got a couple weeks left of uh, 2022. But uh, in January, we have, uh, and in 2023, we have so many great guests coming uh, I'm going to let everybody know, probably right, right now, the biggest uh, show to kick off uh, will be our three, 300th episode on January 16th, and we are going to have Eric Bischoff. Uh, he's going to be with us the entire show. We're going to do 83 minutes with Eric Bischoff, and uh, we're also going to have um, uh, our first show out of the shoot uh, the new year will feature A.J. Benza. I don't know if you guys remember A.J. Benza used to do that uh, Hollywood show about uh, mysteries and uh, Hollywood members that passed on and uh, what happened to them and all that stuff. So we're, we're going to have a lot of fun here, uh, and we're not going away. So um, uh, I guess until we meet again, uh, we want to make sure that uh, you love each other, care for each other, be safe. Uh, listen to us every Monday night on 89.1 Kins FM from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, we'll be here every Monday night to entertain you, the masses. We love all of you, and we want you to join us every week. So until we meet again, remember, it's not goodbye. It's just good night. You think you know me. Oh, no.